What's up, you two little rock stars? How are you doing? Hello, how are you? Doing very well. How's everything on your side of the world? Doing fantastic. Can you there see There we us? go. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah. My God, you look like twins. Are you twins? No, I'm two years older, but we do get that a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I've seen the videos and things like that with the different hairstyles, but when you're side by side like that, it's like, holy crap. <laughs> that's fair. It's probably the hair looks pretty similar now, but I got mine all pulled back. There it's, you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Wearing it long. You got to wear it long, man. That's. I mean, if, if you're going to play rock, you got to have long hair. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, I got to tell you about this Let's Break Out song. I mean, I realize that it, it came from your imaginations from pen to paper to our ears and stuff. But my God, you guys waste no time getting to the hook of that song. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Well, actually, um, we didn't we didn't originally have the song structured that way. Uh, that was the very last change that we made. We were like, you know what? Let's just start this song right on the earworm because that's what's really going to sell this. Um, and then as a result, it kind of set up that, you know, main melody section even more um smoothly when when you take it to a live stage are, are you going to do, maybe just start off with the vocals like that with no instrumentation behind it just so the people go oh my god here it is so we actually have played this song um i'm wearing the shirt now we played it on tour with lacuna coil and uh, butcher babies um a few months ago before it was released actually and um we played the song ex- like the intro exactly as is it's just the vocals and drums, um, guitars and bass. We're doing stabs of junk, junk, and he's just singing over the top of it. And then there is that little um, trashy drum beat. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, it, it sounds. Um, it's a pretty easy song to recreate live. You know, we we make it sound very very accurate to the record, um, which is definitely something that we strive to do with all the songs. But like that one particularly translates very well well one in my notes i go this song is clear and concise now and and because i could hear the words i could understand the words and more importantly i sang along that's that that's so important to me as a listener i want to have some room to sing oh fantastic yeah yeah absolutely and i think that um every song on this upcoming record definitely delivers the sing-along chorus uh so if that's what you're looking for, then this is the record for you, that's for sure. You guys being from New Jersey, USA, you're carrying a lot of legacy with you on your backs. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of greats have come from this state, and um, you know, we, we hope to eventually <laughs> maybe join their ranks. Yeah, what, what's in the water up there that we've got all those big names such as Bon Jovi and Springsteen, and, and, I mean, and the list just goes on and on? Uh, I'm not sure what's in the water, but I think it's well purified. <laughs> <laughs> so now, when with, with you guys going touring, first of all, I got to tell you something. I, I watched I watched the video of the of the tour bus. I thought that was just so brilliantly amazing. And to hear that you guys don't drive that that shocked me. I just burst out laughing when you said oh, that. Oh, oh okay, so, so that is from what 2018. Definitely, um, a lot's changed in terms of music, uh, direction, and um, driving since then. Yeah, uh, you know, ironically, uh, we actually contacted the makers of that video, <laughs> requested that they take it down, because um, just you know, as Zach said, a lot, a lot of things have changed since then. That's not really the the image of the band. Um, I look like a different person back then, anyway. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I actually do a lot of the driving. I'm I'm what they call the nightman. So. Oh my God, that's awesome. Rex does the um, has stepped up his driving a lot. I've driven a lot less than he has. You know, like <laughs> I'm good for like an hour of driving, but those roads sometimes it's just. That, well, you know what? You're like a bullpen driver. Right, right. <laughs> so like, like if I'm if I'm uh, 
you know, our manager, Mitch, I'd say he's the starter. Zach is a bullpen driver, gets you through maybe right. one inning. Maybe I'll get you through, like, the fifth or sixth or just, like, yeah. get an out or two. Yeah, get an out on the lefty or something. And, um, and then, yeah, then I'm the Put me back on the bench. Exactly. So when, when you're out driving around going from city to city, who makes the decision of hitting Taco Bell or the Circle K? Oh, well, it's usually um, – it's usually the loves. Hopefully, it's got a McDonald's or um, <laughs> yeah. Arby's or something. Yeah, we're we're loves mains, um, and I think pilot too. Pilot. What's the best? What's the third one? What do you mean? Like, there's the the third one. That's good. Oh, ta. Hmm. Ta. Oh, yeah. Those, those are okay. Hit or miss. Yeah, loves you, are the best. Yeah, down here in the south, I mean, we're being taken over by this thing called QT, which is called Quick Trip. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. They, there's the QTs. Is that um? They have like the made to order. Yeah, yeah. That's the reason why I like you go in there, you order it. It's hot, it's fresh, and you're out in no time. They they get it. Yeah. They you know, they understand you're not there. You know to have a a, a lengthy lunch. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. And what uh, state are you from? Uh, we're from North Carolina. North Carolina. Awesome. Yeah. We always enjoy. Um, North Carolina. We played Charlotte a bunch. Yeah. Oh, that got, was a really yeah. Show. yeah. Oh, not to mention. Um, I guess, what's your preference on Sheets versus, uh, what, QT? Oh, yeah. I, not, I, you know what? You, you're right about that because north of Charlotte, they go for Sheets because they, ha- they have more, uh, more locations. But when you're in South Charlotte like I am, no, it's QT all the way, buddy. Oh, right on, right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So on your side of the music spectrum, are you seeing new listeners seeking new age rock? In other words, they, they've been so attracted to the classic rock scene and stuff like that. But I keep hearing from Generation Z as well as millennials that they're, they're in search of some new rock. I think there's a really big gap between uh, modern rock bands like Maniskin, for example, and classic rock bands and classic metal bands even. Yeah. Uh, as far as like sonically, there's a very big gap, and uh, what we seek to do is is fill in that uh, space. So I think that there's a lot of kids that, um, you know, will listen to Rob Zombie, but they'll also listen to like you know modern pop and rock and stuff like that. And I think that uh, Uncured kind of is is one of the bridges between those two types of genres. Uh, whether whether those people know who we are yet or not, uh, that that's the sound sonically that I think that we fit in. So when you when you land a song like uh, "Let's Break It Out," um, what what how, how does that come into shape? I mean, did it start off on the keys first because that that seems to be a real big attraction in that song. It's almost like a, a hook of its own. I don't remember. <laughs> that's it. Oh, it yeah. did. It, yeah. it actually it did. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, because not to mention, um, I'll let you tell more about it, but. Right, right. The songs was not originally "Let's Break Out." It used to. It had a different name before, a different chorus. Wow. Well, the only thing we took from that was the uh, the hook that da, da 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 on the synth, as well as just the second half of the chorus melody. Yeah. So we. Oh yeah, that's right. We pretty much just had one song. We took a few parts of it and made it into "Let's Break Out." But I think that um, the first thing that was written, like even when it it was originally called "Dancing Flames." Had a you know relatively similar concept, but um, it it was just it didn't have the same I guess vibe for lack of mm-hmm. a better word as the song does now. And I think that the first part that was written was um, was the the keys because I remember I sat down um, after listening to uh, it was it was a Lincoln Park song, and wow. I started playing. I think it was. I don't, I don't remember which song it was, but there's like 
one of those three songs that start with the iconic um, keyboard part. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not trying to do anything like this, but I was just inspired to go yeah. start with a keyboard part and have that, you know, determine the chord structure and then to determine um, kind of like the mood for the entire song. Yeah, because it really brings in the hard hits on that guitar and those damn drums. My God. I mean, when you, when you roar with those babies, man, I mean, you feel it when you've got good earbuds on. Awesome. Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do uh, all the mixing actually right here in this room. Everything is everything is uh, written, recorded, mixed, engineered, mastered right in this space that you're looking at. Wow. So, well, I don't know if I don't know if people that are listening to this can see us, but um, <laughs> right here. Well, let me let, let's talk about that for a little bit because I was with a musician yesterday who was saying, "Yeah, we we do all the work here in the house." He says, "I feel like that I'm I'm a loner and people aren't doing that." I'm going, "Dude, you're you're disconnected because that's exactly what everybody's doing. They have their own studios and they're mastering their own mixes." Right. Yeah. You might be right on the fact that that guy is a loner if he thinks he's the only one doing that. <laughs> the album design, my, there, there is such a universal language in that egg, or is it an egg? I mean, you've got me convinced that there's, there's, there's physical growth inside that egg, and it's about ready to bust. That's exactly what we were going mm-hmm. for, and uh, you know, it is definitely an egg. <laughs> we call it, we call it the magic egg, but we try not to, so. It, Never mind, <laughs> but uh, you know, th- thank you. That I love that album cover. Oh my God, that's merchandise material, man! You could be selling those things at your shows. Oh yeah, I'm sure we will be. <laughs> How important is merchandise for the, for the bands these days? When you go from town to town? Oh, it's definitely one of the most important things. So when we're at shows, and I so I do all the online merch sales, online merch store, as well as the uh, merchant shows. So I'm the merch guy. I uh, don't have to take the gear off stage. They do that. I run out to merch. So it's, I've set up the merch too. It's a lot. So it's a, it's a fair trade. I'd rather load gear than do merch. Right? <laughs> I do. I do really enjoy doing the merch. It's definitely one of the most important things for bands. It's like the best way you make money on the road. And it's the best way for fans to support us when we're on the road. Um, and, I'm, and that goes twofold because... Um, obviously like, you know, Zach said, merch is the best way that you make money on as a touring band, but also, um, you know, we want people to feel connected to us and be spreading the word. So also having our merch, wearing our merch is one of the best, Mm -hmm. best ways to support us uh, just in general. Right. It's always great when people come back to our shows, wearing merch from prior tours, um, and wanting to pick up new merch. We're always out there. In between the band sets, everyone comes out so we could take photos together. Mm-hmm. And um, sign CDs. Yeah, sign shirts, CDs, like everything. Um, or sign basically any any odd request. <laughs> <laughs> we will be um, coming out with uh, CDs for the new album as well. Those are, I believe, in production. Uh, vinyls, of course, we'd like to have. Uh, we did vinyls for an old album. Those were people just that want vinyls, even if they haven't heard you before. They just want to buy a vinyl, so I definitely think the magic egg blown up on a vinyl would look yeah, fantastic. Look yeah, absolutely. How do you how do you feel about that resurgence of CDs? I mean, my my grandson has been knocking on my door. He says, "Just give me your CD collection." I, Wait, what? I thought you were part of the streaming generation. No, I want the CDs. Uh, I think it's it's probably people that just enjoy collecting things physically. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know a lot of people that collect CDs, but then still listen to those songs and albums on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's sort of like merch in another sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a collectible. But I think that the resurgence of that is fantastic because it helps uh, people kind of like 
enjoy the music more having a physical copy even if they're listening on spotify yeah. and then it helps the artists you know sell more uh, yeah. physical copies it's um it's a good piece of merchandise to sign and if you're at a show you might not even have a lot of space easier to hold a cd um like throughout the rest of the show you know so you don't have a lot of stuff to look after yeah but um the other issue is that most nowadays cars and computers don't even have cd drives mm -hmm. so yeah that's just um that's like the two places I would go to to put a CD in. It's not even with computers or in um, cars these days. Even like uh, new gaming consoles don't have spaces for CDs anymore. Wow, that's that's like my new smartphone doesn't have a a, a place where you can plug in to you know for a speaker and stuff and and so even though I can yeah, use I, Bluetooth, I really don't like and, that. And, yeah, and, I don't and, use Bluetooth. It's oh, very annoying. I, I I hate it because I mean how I I usually just hook my phone up to the control board and, and now it's like oh what the hell am I gonna do and so and I can't even get I can't even get Verizon to help me out on this. Dang. Yeah, it's you either have to use Bluetooth uh, or get one of those like dongle connectors. But then you can't charge your phone at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they can't. I'm, if we if we were doing it on with with the equipment they send me, I I can hear you guys fine, but you wouldn't be able to hear me. Hmm. Which just oh, okay. which just sucks. <laughs> how what, what kind of how has technology changed in your world where you guys go? Well, why can't we just go back to the way it was? Well, uh, as far as the mixing, mastering, and production side of things, I don't want anything to, to go back to the way it was because um, the way that you know technology is set up in studios and stuff now is uh, fantastic. So mm -hmm. everything is super streamlined, and you really only need a couple of pieces of gear to make uh, absolute top quality recordings in so my opinion when, when you guys are in that studio my, my last project i the sure i went out and i did the vocals in the room but I, we spent more time inside the, the control room doing the instruments are you do you guys do the same thing you swap shop that a little bit uh well everything is done right here so like god I, that's where awesome. i'm sitting right now is where i stand to track vocals and uh, that seat right back there like right behind zach is where every single string instrument is tracked so uh, everything is tracked within like a three by three uh, little little box inside of this big room. Freaking love it. The, you know, the room is the room is this size. Um, primarily, its main function is because we rehearse in here too, so you can't really get uh, as many people in a, a mm -hmm. small control room. So. This is just like the one space for everything. Does it have a nickname? Because mine is called the womb. And, and every, if it's going to be created, it's going to start right here in this womb. And, I, and then, then I'm going to set it free. No, I like that. But uh, no, this is Conclave Studios. Got the sign back there and everything. Beautiful. Beautiful. Your, your live performance. You guys are extremely physical on that stage. What, what's that workout like? The workout on stage? Well, be, before, because okay. I mean, I mean, I've, even Paul Stanley of Kiss will tell you, you've, you've got to have some sort of plan going before you even hit that road. You've got to be working out and getting in shape. Yeah, I mean, we work out uh, every single day. Um, and, well, uh, what was I going to say? What? I was going to say, I usually, I didn't on this, this last tour, but for every tour going forward, and, you know, most of them, I will usually uh add running in for the last like month or two prior mm -hmm, to tour mm -hmm. uh, to prepare for you know singing for 30 or 45 minutes singing and screaming for 45 minutes you know <laughs> yeah so uh oh, um the whole band is um we're all in shape we enjoy working out so um we want to bring all the energy to the stage and the best way to do that is um trying to be in your best shape like all year round so yep. whenever it's time for a show we have the cardio, we have the um, the endurance, the energy, 
to put on the best show, whether it's a 30 or 45 minute set. And um, that's just like the show's more entertaining when the band has like more energy. Yep. So we don't want to be ever statues up there. We want to uh, put our all into it. Yeah. I first, I first bumped into a live sto- show like that when I saw Gwen Stefani and I went, Oh my God, she is in total control of that crowd because she's all over the place. I've, um, not that familiar with, with her specifically, but like that concept, um, I've, you know, definitely seen some artists that just have the crowd in the palm of their hand purely mm-hmm. from what they're doing physically as well as, um, sonically yeah yeah so what's up next guys i mean i realize that they're pushing this song but but i mean you've got i mean the, the album when when does it officially drop to where people can get the entire process and and what about a tour so we just announced today like one hour ago that we're going to be playing incarceration in ohio uh, we're also playing welcome to rockville in daytona florida nice and we actually have a couple more festival announcements that we're going to be putting out soon, but those are the only two that are announced so far. Right. And we plan to have um, U.S. tour dates routing um, uh, before and after both of those festivals. Um, And hopefully we can announce another different tour that we have in the works soon. But uh, as as for right now, the only two things that we can talk about are those two festivals that are announced. Good. So they go to your website for that and and keep up to date with you guys. Yes. Yes. And our Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, all of our social platforms are very active. Excellent. Well, when you guys come back to the Carolinas, we got to get together for some Southern food, dudes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time. And please come back to the show anytime in the future. Of course. Yeah, we would love to do it. I had, I had a great time talking to you. Um, and, you know, just this is our first interview kicking off this uh this new mini yeah. press tour that we're going to call it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Thank you very much. Well, your press people are the ones that reached out to me, and I said, oh, hell yes, I've got to talk to these guys because I know that they're going to be huge this year. Oh, fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Well, you guys be brilliant today, okay? All right, you, you as too. well. Thank you so much.